Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome to Brown Bag Bets, powered by BetSports. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me always, Mr. Andy Molitor. How was your Masters weekend? Are you feeling the Matsuyama love? Yeah, it sucks. I'm like a Matsuyama guy who just, maybe I'm a lapsed yeah, Matsuyama guy. Special place in my heart. He was the first outright I ever hit a few years back on waste management on like Super Bowl Sunday. So, and of course it was like, it's some offshore. So after he wins the, you know, the playoff he had down there in Arizona, uh, I had all this extra money in one of my offshore accounts. So I'm just sitting there <laughs> with like no little, little time. And I'm at a bar just firing extra props on the Super Bowl, just absolutely firing way too many. I think I gave a, a decent chunk of that back. But yeah, congrats to him. Um, it was awesome. It sucked that he he had such a nice round actually on, on uh, Saturday after we had the weather. So that, yeah. that kind of sucked because I wanted to see it closer. It actually did end up being close. Um, I thought for sure after the we got that rain and then the course played a little easier, I had bet – essentially my bet was – that the winner will be 11 under or worse. And how he played Saturday, I'm like, well, that bat's fucked. Like, we're dead. That's dead. So <laughs> it was nice to see him. I mean, actually, he shot over par and still won the tournament on on Sunday. So good tournament overall. If you followed along to my stuff on uh, in my blogs there, I went 6-4 and four in my matchups. Most of them are plus money, so... Obviously, that was pretty nice, and my round by round stuff went five and three. And actually, I just I, did, I, I don't want I don't want to say I got greedy, but I did bet a a run line or whatever you want to call it a handicap minus a half stroke yesterday, and they they tied. Nothing worse than that. So that sucked. Uh, I should end up with a nice three and zero, but Connor's kind of let me down a little there. Although sure. he did cash some top 20 bets, prop he bets. Did. He were, did very well. And actually, so yesterday I didn't pay attention to the early parts of the round. I was going to tune in. I had some gardening to do. I was going to tune in later. Then I realized I'm like, I have a bet on over 2.5 balls, find the water on hole 12 <laughs> in round four, which I laid minus 200 on. So, and I mean, I'd laid it. Juicy. Yeah. And. I'm like, shit, there's no like stat. You can't just Google that. So I started like later on the day, I pulled up the leaderboard and I just started going from the bottom and I'd click on a person. I'd scroll over to hole 12. If they <laughs> shot far or better, I just ignore it. But you know, in the master's app, you can watch right. every shot. So finally I, I find someone, Oh, this guy shot a five. So I click. And of course the ball blah, 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 rolls into the water. And then I got to Palmer he was the second one I found. Oh, he shot a six. This is a water ball for sure. And you can see it. Uh, they they let you watch a shot, and then there's a shot that's not available, the second shot, because it was a drop. They don't, mm -hmm. you know, they don't broadcast the drop. Nobody cares. So I watched his first shot and he hit the ball. And you know, you do the the let go of it with one hand, and he's mad about it. And he's like, Oh, that's wet. And I'm like, Yeah, it is, buddy. And then he did his drop and he put another, he put that next ball in the water as well. So I only had to go through two golfers to find the win. It was very nice. Uh, Bryson never did drive the green on three. That's two years in a row. I've given away money on that. Winning score was good. Hole in one good. Playoff, yes. I thought we were going to get close as things were tightening up. Didn't quite get there. 
And it wasn't as close as really the, the score indicated. You saw yeah. Matsuyama doing some management stuff. He gave away a few strokes there at the end. And for good reason, he put himself in some tough spots. It was disappointing. That restart was really funky. I thought it would be good for some of the guys out there, but you could see some guys really took advantage of it, like Matsuyama. Guys like Justin Thomas just, I don't know what, what happened to him. I don't know if he like went in, had a couple shots, and figured he was done for the day, and then they rolled him back out there. He just looked like a mess after they restarted there. But that did kind of mess up what I thought was going to be a really entertaining Masters Sunday. You know, Before that, you saw the top guys starting to come down. The bottom guys are starting to come up. That top group was really starting to compress, and I think the rain – kept everything wet enough so, you know, Matsuyama could go out there and, and, and attack the golf course like that. It was still fun, though. It's the Masters. We love it. Oh, for sure. No, I had a ton of fun. It helped that I won a couple. I had one match. Rory missed the cut. Was, yeah, I, Rory missed the cut. Rory, yeah, double Rory fade was nice. I, look, I looked at all my matchups that were, you know, still going on Sunday, and one was up by 10, and one was up by 7, and one was down by, like, 5. Like, most, for the most part, they were, pretty much decided except for one it was all square and i said oh I'll keep an eye on that because that'll be the swing and of course you know i lost that one by like eight strokes as one of my guys imploded but one of the ones that i'd called dead there was like a, an eight stroke swing on sunday that ended up coming through so paul casey it wasn't even so much paul casey it was uh, the other guy kind of imploding so never you know those those matchups are never dead it's so much better just to cash them on friday a lot of fun though i ended up uh, up some money uh, what was the prop that really oh rom to be top continental euro so he was that's basically everything but england scotland ireland or the islands yeah. he was like Fifth in fifth place going into Sunday, but not by much because Hovland was there, Stenson, a couple other guys from uh, Molinari was there from Italy. There was one more, but I'm like, well, that one, I, and I didn't get you, you know, it was like plus 110. He ended up doing his thing where he shoots a really good Sunday round to make it look like he had a good tournament, but he actually didn't. Like he, he shot a really great Sunday round, really, but wasn't in contention, you know, so yeah, five under with that. no chance to win. Yeah, no, but it was beautiful because that bet ended up coming through. I was kind of pissed that that one wasn't good. Yeah, Fleetwood. Fleetwood was the melt. It was uh, Casey versus Fleetwood. Fleetwood shot like seven over on Sunday. That was the melt I needed. Real good stuff. So we'll move on to uh, Harvard. Things that are happening. Yeah, well, this week I'll get into golf more tomorrow and Wednesday, but Harbortown, real good tournament. The field is kind of goofy here as you do end up with some people taking the week after the Masters off as well. But a little smaller field, but obviously bigger than Augusta. It will be fun. We'll get into that tomorrow with some outrights and probably Wednesday with some matchups and uh, should be a ton of fun. Absolutely. But yeah, what's going on today? We've talked about the past. We should talk about the future, the association all day. My Heat won last night. The NBA continues. Persist. You had one bet in the NBA. And... I did. It was a pretty smooth under. I took the morning under there yesterday. Today, going back with just one, again, these these are really, really tough um, schedules to sort of pick out. We have nine games tonight. As I look down, I don't think that there's one single game where there isn't at least one team on a back-to-back or a three and four or one team missing a bunch of players. It's just an absolute mess. But I take a look at this and 
the New York Knicks minus two. I have them a heavier favorite here, minus four, close to minus five. Frankly, the Los Angeles Lakers, I think, are maybe getting a little too much credit for having beat the Brooklyn Nets the other night. And, you know, they come in, they're not rested. Brooklyn, I'm sorry, New York is on a back-to-back. So I think you have a combination of the Lakers beating the Nets, maybe a little overreaction to the fatigue spot here, even though both the games for the Knicks were at home. I just see some value here. I mean, this Lakers team without LeBron James, without Anthony Davis, and Kyle Kuzma is questionable. If all three of those guys are out, I really struggle to see who's going to put up points here. It's a very low total, and I almost actually went under the 205, but just couldn't bring myself to go under that kind of number, um, which is frankly why those totals have some value every once in a while. But the next minus two here, again, that's a really nice spot for them. I like them here at minus two. And if Kyle Kuzma's announced out, I'll probably actually go and maybe find some alt spreads, like see if I can get minus five at plus money, maybe look for like a minus seven and a half, something like that. But we're going to be Knicks fans tonight, Andy. Hey, that can't feel good. It's like being a Jazz yeah. fan. <laughs> but I mean, it, it is what it is. Like there's teams, betting on bad teams is fine, especially in a spot like this. And maybe you will get some stupid CLV again. Like, God, what was it? Was it Kawhi? Or who was it that was out? Uh, no, it was um, the Warriors and Giannis. Oh, Giannis. Giannis was out. Yeah, you ended up yeah, we had a plus seven. ridiculous they like amount one of and a half or two. value, which is, uh, yeah. And then we did talk about this, though, go- going under low totals in certain situations in Major League Baseball. I thought he was going to reference the NBA. Some of those low NBA totals still go under at, at a stupid clip. Um, and yeah, yeah I think the, the magic number, I think is two fifteen. totals under two fifteen have hit like at a 70 something percent rate this year. They've been great. And this is interesting in MLB too. You do that. I think that just such, it's such a, maybe a bit of a cognitive bias when you start looking at a total that when they get down to like six and seven, like people are like, Oh, that's so easy. Like it's just a, a couple hits here, a couple hits there. Like it's not so bad, but you know, when you end up with these ACE pitchers that go deep into games, Maybe early in the season when they're not going to let them stretch out as much, but it's it's a little tougher. But when you have two really good pitchers, it's tough to get to six runs sometimes, especially uh, you know when they are in midseason form playing well. So that does lead us into some baseball. Somebody gave me shit about that last week. Said, did you give up after one prop? I mean, kind of. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. But uh, I so I played a couple more. I've been kind of digging these. I, I played a couple over the weekend. I didn't post because nobody needs this. But is uh, hit, hit run errors. These are fun. I'm enjoying these. I hit one. I hit one easily. The other one didn't quite get there. But a couple for today. This is funny, too. This is New York at Toronto. But it was yeah, Sam Lipscomb in the chat says that was me. Sorry, no, I was just I was so busy with Masters Week. I'm I'm enjoying these. I'm enjoying doing a little baseball research, refining my model, which is just garbage right now. It's it's really rudimentary. But uh, yeah, this is a was this Cole and uh, yeah, this is my Robbie Ray thing. Robbie Ray sucks. Like, and this is a this is kind a of a bandbox down there. So this is I had to write down the pronunciation of this. Dunedin. Maybe somebody from Florida can help me with that. So Toronto, similar to last year, not playing at home because of COVID, and they're not allowed. Last year they played up in Buffalo. They thought better of starting the season in April in Buffalo and said, well, we can play the early games down at our spring training site. It's somewhere near Tampa, I guess. So they are going to play at this smaller st- – uh, they've only played the three games down here. And, you know, you still do spring training um, down there. 
but it's a little different with split squads and pitchers not going as much. So this is the ball is flying a little bit here. And yeah, Robbie Ray did look good in the preseason. I don't put much stock in preseason, almost any sport. He fell down, hurt his elbow. He's making his first start here. Not a great lineup to make your first start, especially if the ball's flying here. So this is kind of a, this is kind of a, a look against that. And Honestly, as good as Cole is, his probably weakness is he gives up some home runs. And if the ball is flying here, Toronto can still hit the ball. They're not the Yankees, but I'm going over 28 in this one. And, yeah, this is the problem. Robbie Ray is a walk machine. If he's walking, I need those runners to score because this is not hits hits plus runs plus walks plus errors. Walks suck unless they come around. So I do need uh, I do need some big bops here, some home runs, some guys on base when we're having home runs. Those count even the best part about a home run in this market. It counts double. And if you have runners on base, it counts triple, quadruple. It could be worth five points. Maybe they even throw an error in there afterwards for me. But uh, the other one was. Pittsburgh, San Diego, this doesn't feel good, but Pittsburgh plays well when it's the Cubs. I guess the Cubs just suck. That's awful fun watching Pittsburgh get a couple wins. They've looked pretty atrocious, but uh, I started digging into park factors a little too. While it's not the same as the somebody called it the Little League Park down in Dunedin, um, Pittsburgh's park factor is never like bottom half. It's a, It was, I think, top 10 two years ago, right around top half of the league. So not not uh, more of a neutral park, I guess. And this one is a little lower. What did I write down here? Oh, Cahill. I wrote, Cahill got rocked by Cincy. <laughs> and that's, you know, that's, that is going to be a problem. Darvish is good, but uh, this one is a little low, according to my numbers here. No Tatis, maybe bringing down totals a little here. Um, Pittsburgh's not scoring a ton. They are a shitty team. I mean, it's a bad team. The Pirates are going to be one of the worst three or four teams in the league. But they're actually hitting decent. They're getting on base. They're just not getting people around. So I don't know. Maybe Pirates get like 10, 15 hits and score one run. That's kind of what we're looking at. So, um, And then, yeah, the Jays coming off scoring 15. I don't, I don't know. Like, is that a thing? Maybe we'll have to bring some baseball. I'm going to try to get baseball guys in on Friday to help me talk baseball. Um, I'm going to talk to a couple guys I talked to. I think we're going to do some weekend baseball talk, but, uh, I mean, is that a thing in other sports? You know, if you had a big offensive output from an NBA team, would you make an adjustment? You know, if you, uh, it's, you know, you would go back and just try to look through and and see, you'd want a couple of them, I guess, to hold on to it. You know, I, I if it's obviously outside of a couple standard deviations, you want to clean it out, but you know, you keep an eye on it, I guess would be the best way to describe it. Yeah. And no, yeah, I, I didn't just take, I didn't just take, Oh, the park gave up 15 the one day. Like, I mean, it helped, but you know, you can't just take that average say this park's given up. Cause I think it was like 12, eight and 15. So it's that averaging or 16 averaging like 15 runs a game or you know, it's yeah. well, it's not going to get that high, but, uh, yeah, I, I could see it in hockey. I guess somebody brings that up. Unders, if somebody scores a bunch. I mean, we saw that with the – God, what did the Wild give up the other night? Like nine goddamn goals. Mm-hmm. I should look at what happened to the game after that. So these are my looks. I will try to refine this as we go, but I bet both of these. And, again, shop around. Um, I, I'm having a lot of trouble putting a price on what is the cost of a half-run hit error. Because right. somebody had a 25 and a half minus 15. 
And I said, in no way, shape, or form am I prepared to do the math on what a half point is worth in this market right now. I'm going to ask around, see if somebody can help me with that, if they've ever run that. So, yeah, and the, the NFL is a little goofy because you have you have a week in between games. I think that yeah. can be a little different. So I will uh, I will look to continue these. And, Alex, what was uh, what was the tournament called last week? The, the Green Charleston. One. Charleston? Yep. Well, what are we going to follow that up with? Charleston, Charleston two. two. This is the you might remember fucking the Australian Open. We had all those Melbourne events. Yeah. At least they were nice enough to give us funny names like Gippsland and Yarra Valley and all that goofy stuff. Not here, just Charleston two, Andy. Nice and simple. Well, they didn't give the Godfather two some fancy name. When you have a classic tournament <laughs> like this, you go with two. Uh, so yeah, Char- They so the women for the most part are not moving. The men are playing in Monte Carlo where it hasn't stopped raining in a day and a half. But the women stay in Charleston, and you got a couple looks for tonight. Yeah, it's a transition week, if you will, in the WTA. Um, there's going to be mostly clay tournaments now in Europe, followed by grass tournaments in Europe. So what you have is a lot of the women are already traveling to Europe to get ready for some of those events. There was supposed to be an event in China that got canceled for fairly obvious reasons. It's been postponed. I don't know if we'll actually play it. But we do have a... a a tournament here in Charleston, and you know, I, I liked your attempt there, Andy, to explain the Godfather too. But this certainly isn't a uh, a classic tennis tournament. This would be like uh, they yeah, give Borkies two a second. How name. bad would Charleston two. three That's, be then? That's <laughs> why uh, uh. so I would use Porkies for the analogy next time, maybe. But two plays here: uh, Natalia Vikolyanseva, the Russian here, plus one forty is an underdog. She is up here in the first round against Madison Brangle, an American who did play last week and. Um, you know, has a little bit of comfort on these courts, whereas Vekliansev, I think, is coming in cold here. I just from a numbers perspective, when I take a look at this handicap, I have a, a lot closer than this. I would have Vekliansev a plus 115, maybe even plus 120 um, if I had taken some Brangle money. But, you know, again, I just I'd overall a better player than Brangle, a little more inconsistent, but happy to take a swing um, at her here at this nice dog price. And then, a good dog. It was a... Uh... It was constantly. Well, who's the girl with the three names? Uh, Serrano. Maria Camilla Asoria Serrano is four. Yeah, four, four names. She, she, won, the, she won the stinking tournament. She won the whole damn thing at like 40 to one. So did you do any outrights this week? Um, in Charleston, just one. Um, I grabbed Astra Sharma. The Australian was right around 40 to one. She's sitting down in the third quarter here, which should be very winnable. It's a tough tournament. Ons Jabor is the favorite. She's the one seed at like three to four to one, which really happens in a women's tournament. So it's yeah. just, it's tough to, to pick any of that stuff apart. So once they finish playing today, and they might actually still be open right now, play doesn't start for about another hour. If you do see Sharma 40 to one, sprinkle a little bit on that. And while you're there, we've got another overstack here, folks. We're going to take Zarazua and Tomljanovic over 20 and a half. I would have this at a juicy 21 or a cheap 21 and a half myself. The two and a half sets price I'd have closer to plus 145, maybe plus 150. So really liking both of these numbers again. Um, Tomljanovic plays very long sets. So does Zarazua. I think there's a great chance we see, again, a 7-5 or a 7-6, kind of what I normally describe in these situations, and a very good chance that this goes three. So... Let's grab a bunch of overs here. I think that we have a nice spot, you know, given um, the courts, given that both these players, I think, will actually be focused here on, on trying to make a little bit of a run in this event. So it should be a good start for us. We'll uh, take our first overstack of the week. I love an overstack. I love these. No cocoa. It's maddening, this week, though. 
Matt, yeah, no Coco. And then here's a question I will not have time to answer on air, but I'm gonna. This has really tickled my fancy. I kind of want to dig into this. And if Sam could comment in the chat one more time, let me know where this was so I can go look at it and see if it's something they offer daily. But it's will two or more players hit multiple home runs today? Like, will two players hit at least two home runs or more? And the no was minus one fifty. I'm, you know, they want people to bet on that. Yes, yeah, so they give you a plus number at something. I, I feel like you'd have to do some figuring on that, and then also how many games. Maybe dig into the totals a little, look at a few other things. But uh, I feel like I feel like my the no at minus one fifty is probably a, oh, it's at a local. I'll have to take a look at that. Uh, see if any of my skins have that. That does feel short at minus one fifty. I would play the no there. I don't know how many baseball games are there on a Monday. I didn't even really – I think there's a half-decent slate. I want to say there's like 10 games or something today. Yeah, I mean, really there's a odd thing to try to wrap my head around. I mean, how often does one player hit two home runs? It, it seems kind of like a big deal normally, let alone to have two do it. It does. I mean, almost everyone's playing. There's a lot of games. It's a bigger slate than I thought. So there's 14 games. Oh, and here's the thing. It says 14 games have to be played for action. So, of course, you get to like the late game or something, and there's been nobody that does it, and the Giants game gets rained out. So, oh, yeah, that's life. But, yeah, I, I would think that's actually a little short, too. We'll have to revisit that tomorrow when, like, nine guys hit two home runs. So. There you go. I'll scroll through. Uh, I don't have this. Hopefully I do. Anyway. I'll dig around. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's it. Thanks for the hang, guys. We'll be back tomorrow. Like I said, I'll find some outrights for Harbortown. I didn't hit any. Corey Connors at 100 to 1 was getting close. That felt really like he had a shot until uh, Hideki did what he did on Saturday. So we will catch you tomorrow. And, yeah, again, before we go, thanks to our sponsor, WinBet. Thanks for Alex to reminding me you can bet anything you want there and you can bet it with a $500 risk-free bet. And it's a, it's a thousand. If you live in Michigan, that's even better. So Some sweet links are in the pin tweet at Brown bag bets and we'll catch you tomorrow.